Good afternoon and welcome. I'm Karen Marsdale and I'm President and CEO of the Greater Reading Chamber of Commerce and Industry. It's a delight to be here again with you today for more of our Chamber Spotlight where we talk to members and get to know them a little bit better and uh, talk about their businesses and it's always a fascinating time um, to, to enjoy a little bit of time one-on-one -on -one with our members. Today I have with me Jim Karkidi and Jim is the CEO of JFC Staffing Companies companies as I a plural and we talked a little bit about the um, a little bit of, uh, before we um, went on the air about the business and always interested in you know what started at the the, um, the genesis of a business and it was um, it is a family-owned business mm -hmm. um, your parents started the business in the 70s which um, is is tremendous and you grew up in this business and never had a thought that you would be um, involved right yeah absolutely not uh, Blessed and cursed at the same time, my folks started it in 1975. And growing up, as you can imagine, husband and wife duo, young family, kind of bickering over every meal. Uh, Pre-car keys, I was in that incubator. So never thought I'd get into the family business until down the road in the future, now a past. My sophomore year of college, they uh, asked me what I thought of the business because they had been approached to sell it. And uh, I wished them the best. I said, I'm happy you're married, survived. Our family's somewhat normal. <laughs> you know, let's get on with it. And uh, lo and behold, I came back for it was uh, fall break, and when I asked them, they said they didn't sell, and the reason was, you know, the people are like family. They turn their dream into reality, and uh, that hit me like a freight train because they turned down a lot of money and opportunity for that, and uh, growing up, they were like family. Sure. You know, I celebrated my birthdays with a lot of the staff and, and vice versa with their children, and uh, so I looked under the hood of the family business and realize, you know, why they went through all that craziness because of the, the, the purpose of it and sure. the intent of giving people in the local communities gainful employment, a paycheck that, uh, you know, really has a massive ripple effect in terms of their mortgages, their families, food, um, education for their children. So fell in love with it. Almost worked out in the West Coast with the industry peer. And as fate would have it, they pushed back the training. So I thought if they'll have me, I'll dive in. Hey, it had to be. It Family had to be. Business. Um, so where did the business start sure. physically? It, uh, it was actually a one-room office uh, in Camp Hill, which okay. is about 45 minutes to an hour uh, towards Harrisburg here. Right. And uh, from there, we branched out. Today, we have seven locations with West Lawn here in Berks County being our newest one. Been there for about a year now. Yes, it's a wonderful location. Great um, um, building in the old Ronco building. Correct. You can't help but know where it is, so it's wonderful. And yeah. I know we helped with the ribbon cutting. and are thrilled. Um, so seven locations, do you span Pennsylvania? Are you getting to a little um, bit of other, other? Great question. We're primarily in South Central PA. We're as far west as Chambersburg, as far east as West Lawn here. Uh, north, we, spawn, we uh, sprawl from Camp Hill, Harrisburg, down to York, um, and everything in between is where the rest of the branches are. Okay. And as you mentioned earlier, we do have three separate companies. Uh, they're not divisions. There's JFC Global, which is IT, engineering, and accounting. There's JFC Workforce, which is skilled trades, office support, and general light industrial. And then we have JFC Medical for the healthcare niche. And um, when did you, was, was this in place where you had the, the separate companies um, for many years, or was that, was that a, um, um, an evolution right. to do that? Yes, um, it, it was an evolution over time, you know, as they were able to... Uh, increase the retained earnings and invest mm -hmm. back into it. They decided to, to diversify like most of us would. Um, so you're more insulated to change, <clears throat> excuse me, changes in outside economic sure, factors absolutely. Uh, and industries. 
Um, and it's been a godsend. It's really helped um, over the years because not all three companies uh, are firing all cylinders depending on economic influences and outside sure, circumstances. Sure, sure. And I think it's a lot about risk, you know, how, yeah. how, to, how to mitigate risk. risk. Conversion um, um, absolutely. So when you're looking at the um, West Lawn Branch, for mm -hmm. example, um, are there um, professionals within each of the companies located there, or, or how, how, does, how, how do you logistically do it? Sure, it's a, another great question. At the present time, JFC Workforce and JFC Global are up and running in our West Lawn location. JFC Medical, we have yet to uh, incubate, train, mm -hmm. and release um, some certified healthcare recruiters. So at the current time, they're being supported out of our Lancaster office. Sure. Uh, those recruiters will commute back and forth when need be. Um, how many employees total? <laughs> we have five locally and 78 uh, wow. within our 10 locations. Wow, that's that's amazing. And you know, I, I, I think that um, one thing that I would say is that I don't think all staffing agencies are created equal. No, that's a very good point. And, um, you know, I always like to ask people, what would you say is, you know, either your value proposition mm -hmm. or something that's unique about the organization and the companies sure. that, make, that make you stand out from the others? Yeah, certainly. I kid around uh, a little self-deprecation that we are a dime a dozen. There's a lot of us out there. You know, I'm sure most of you that are watching this get phone calls from our, ourselves, maybe an industry peers, maybe too often. What differentiates us is, you know, we always say staffing and recruiting may be our industry, but delivering positive experiences, that's our business. Too often, I'm very active with the American Staffing Association, mm -hmm. and uh, in our industry, unfortunately, a lot of people kind of get shuffled through as numbers, uh, in the candidate side especially, and that's disheartening. Mm -hmm. So if we're sure. not able to connect someone with the right employment, we won't leave them in the lurch. We'll let them know and try to guide them to another resource that'll more readily and easily help them on their, uh, their journey. And on the client side, we've been fortunate due to what we call our customer commitment. It's an internal mantra and process that we've been ranked in the top three uh, in the excuse me top three percent in North America of our wow. industry peers by the net <clears throat> excuse me net promoter rating, which Apple has yep. used and Amazon, yep. um, am, and it's yep. basically, basically our customer satisfaction rating. So we've been very blessed with that being a little boutique staffing firm in good old Central PA to yeah. uh, have a national ranking in the top that, 3%. I mean, I think that's great, and, and I would presume that you use that in your marketing and, um, you know. Probably not enough. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you really you should, should because yes. the, that net promoter uh, ranking is really, really important because it's really what your customers are saying about you, right. not what you're saying about yourself. Exactly. Um, you know, I think the other thing that's kind of fascinating in your industry is that you really are up in, you know, you're sort of in the front, um, ahead of the curve a little bit, if you would, um, you know, what we hear all the time at the chamber is, I can't get good people, um, I don't have people that are qualified, um, there's a skills gap, and we know all of that, and I think it's something that we're working on and really trying to, but it's kind of like, you know, how do you, how do you um, tackle world hunger, you know, right. type of thing, right. um, because there's just, a, you know, a, a, a myriad of reasons why, and, you know, not every solution fits every, every, um, every issue, but um, if you had to say, what you see on a daily basis or a routine basis that is the most difficult, what, do you, what are the biggest pinch points that you're finding, not only in the, the skills and in the, um, um, in the industry, but you know, what people are saying about 
employees in general? Right, right. Well, wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. Yeah, it is a loaded you know, there's question. There's a lot in there. It could be anything from you know, addressing the five generations in the workforce. Exactly. Um, I was just going to say about the millennials. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of that is very much a stereotype, yeah, though, at least I think from so my, my perspective. I think uh, all people need a voice and they want to be heard. Right. So it's, it's a style of communication, and every organization needs strong communication right. throughout the ranks, no matter what the generation is or generations that you're leading. I kid around uh, to the beginning of your question there. We're a lot like chief priests. We have to get both the candidate and the client company to confess their sins. Because the last thing we want to do is get both parties to the altar and it dissolves. It's not a happy marriage. So Great we, analogy. Thank you. Yeah. With, with our yeah. recruiting, we really are very vetted in asking more deep questions to really kind of get the candidate to really bubble everything up, to get the hiring manager to bubble everything up. For instance, if Sally has the hard skill set, but under our client's management, she might wilt because it's kind of chain and command and that's not the environment she thrives in. We need to know that from the client sure. so we don't just match the hard skills for the job, but also the right cultural match so that way you know they flourish That's huge. Together. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Um, for your, um, your staff, um, what would you say is the average time that it takes from, or, or are, you, are you looking for, you know, there again, the right person that you can train with the skills that they need to do the job well, or, you know, do you look for somebody who's already an expert in the field? Another great question. For the most part, it's dependent on the clients. And in today's day and age, um, training is a necessity, but it's kind of shuffled under the rug. So ultimately, the clients are usually in demand and requesting someone that can fit that skill set or is very easily to that level that they can spring leap into it. Um, in terms of training, what we do provide is a lot of resources externally with experts in terms of resume development, where to seek out local educational areas, whether it's skilled trades, the golden collar positions like electricians and plumbing, or if it's um, accounting and finance. So we try to direct them to the experts in that because we know we'll never be the expert in, sure. in all that training. On a caveat, I do offer myself for free training to local area businesses, clients, the chamber, et cetera. I've been blessed to speak on a national level and a predominantly local level about culture, about screening candidates, about asking the right questions so you can really make sure that there's no hidden uh, factors once things are up and running. Sure, sure. And I know our time is, is, is coming to an end, but I think it's fascinating because, um, you know, um, I, 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 I'm not remembering now what the, what the data um, is in terms of the dollars wasted when a candidate doesn't fit the position, mm -hmm. but it's just probably one of the most important things. Obviously, human resources, human capital is the most expensive thing that any business will invest in. And really. to get and, and to and to not have that human capital that is at the very top of the the food chain, if you will, to do the jobs that are needed, um, is really really tough. So I mean, I think the the fact the fact, Jim, that you talked about training, is so very important. I mean, I always you know as many times as I've hired people, and unfortunately had to terminate people as well. Um, <laughs> it it you know it's just a a, a daunting daunting. Um, job and no matter what you do and how well you try to prepare and do everything you possibly can and you know use um, um, resources mm -hmm. you know testing and and all the things that you do um, sometimes it's sort of a gut yeah um, you know other than the hard skills that you need I mean obviously if you needed a plumber you would want somebody who was a licensed plumber right. but um, but thank you I think this has been fascinating oh, thank you. you know again 
Um, we know that, just as I said, human, human capital is the most expensive thing that any employer, and now it's a pinch point even more so than cash flow and some other things that might have at one time been the, the issues. So um, I'm sure that, that you're going to do extremely well um, in Berks, and I'm thrilled that you're a chamber member and um, maybe we may call on you for some of that training oh, too. We'd, we'd welcome that. And so thank that would you. that would be great. So thanks, Jim, and um, you know, really, really, really appreciate you coming here and being with us today. Certainly, my pleasure. <laughs>